Yo, 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 Brody, what's good? What's good? How you feeling? I'm good, man. What about you? What's going on? Hey, man, I'm crazy, dog. I can't call it, dog. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Hey, you got a you got an echo going on. Yeah, yeah, I got it situated now, bro. What's happening? You good? Yeah, I'm straight, bro. What's happening? All right, bet, 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 bet. All right, what's up, everybody? I'm your host, Vaughn, and you and I tune into another episode of the For What It's Worth podcast. I got my co-host, Brian, here with me again. Oh, yeah, yeah. We are back in effect, man. Back in the place to be. Facts, facts. And we're going to go ahead and pretty much just um, dive into the main topic, or what I like to call the meat and potatoes of the episode, because I feel like what we're going to talk about today is pretty much going take up most of the episode and that is on pretty much the state of hip-hop and where we are at today within the genre of hip-hop um me personally i feel like hip-hop has always been and hip-hop rap it's the same shit to me i feel like yeah it's the same shit i feel like it has always been an expression of the climate to which we are living in as people, as far as black people. Absolutely. Say, for instance, for example, when the West Coast started to form, when they was doing the rap shit, when they was in their prime in the golden days in the 90s or whatever, the the climate of the West Coast was and still is gangbanging. Like, Bloods, Crips, Mexican gangs, that's their culture, that's the climate, that's what it is. So that transferred onto wax and onto the music. If you want to go across the country and go to New York, you got, you know, the climate of New York when it first started with the boom bat. You got the speaker oh, yeah. boxes on your shoulders. And, Come on now. You know, they the dance. windows, block yeah. parties. Yeah. yeah, block parties. They break dancing on cardboard and shit, you know. And New York actually went through a few transitions and changes because, you know, it started off that and then it kind of went different ways. But as far as just the culture in the whole and just as rap, that has always been what it is. Yeah, feel, New, York, New York is the Mecca, man. Yeah, New York is the Mecca. I feel like now we in, we in a very weird time as far as rap because it's a lot of this and the dead going on. It's a lot of and in my eyes, I feel like it's a dark cloud over hip hop. Absolutely. Because I remember vividly when drill music had came about, right? Yeah. And I think I think this is around on and I'm talking about the original drill music. Yeah, yeah, I Chicago. Know, yeah, 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 Chicago, like the Chief Keith Little Reese's. I remember this around like 2011, 2012. Yeah, yeah, and I was in uh, I was in high school at the time, right? So yeah, I was still in college too. So I, yeah, I, I was in high school. You was in college. Damn, that's a big age gap right there. <laughs> so yeah, I think I was like a freshman when this was on um, really popping off. But I just remember for us, we was kind of on the tail end of the, you know, wearing the Nike blazers and the skinny jeans and doing the jerking and the dancing and the cat daddy and all of that. We yeah, was kind of yeah. we was at the tail end of that phase. But when drill music came about, it not only changed the way the the the, the dressing or whatever, it also changed the way us, especially as a youth, started to act. 
You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. And uh, it's the same with like the Taylor game when Wiz Khalifa was popping. Everybody wanted to put on the camouflage cargos and the chucks and put the brown dye in their hair. Yep. They was influenced by it. Just jerking in the cat daddy, skinny jeans, the blades, the snapbacks. They was influenced by it. When drill music came, the influence went way beyond just fashion. It started to hit people in the way they carried themselves as far as what they was doing, the type of image they was portraying. And yeah, the... I was really about to say that. The image. You know yeah, I mean? go ahead. Yeah. Nah, I mean, I was just going to say that, bro. Um, you know, the image, I would probably more so say really wanting to really, because if you think about it, the whole drill movement kind of dredged back up. I don't even want to say dredged back up, but I would say really started to bring even the gang culture more to the forefront to where if you look at how, you know, the culture and just how hip-hop slash rap is now, you know, think about it. They created a whole saying, gang, gang. Like, you dig what I'm saying? Like, now it's yeah. like, when, when, when was it ever fashionable for gangs and just that to ever be fashionable. Because, you know, you got to remember, bro, back in the day, that never was something that really people really did outright like that in the music or just outright like that just out at award shows or just out at any type of social hip-hop or just music event. No, now the only like people it, you can say that was like that was Snoop. But even but even with Snoop though, Snoop didn't do it in the way like Cats is doing it now. Nah, nah, he didn't. You see what I'm saying? Like none of, I mean, granted, there were there were guys that was that was gang members or gang affiliated always back then. But you, you it was kind of like a situation where if you knew, you knew. You know what I'm saying? But right. it was never something to where they were really outright just saying it and doing. It, you hear what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, you know, and now it's just like cats are just offering up the information and it's just like wow dude for real <laughs> yeah like it, it, it's 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 very crazy because just like you said it's been around but nobody never really wanted to imitate it if that makes sense yes exactly like well. even, even with the west coast shit you knew that that was west coast shit pretty much you know what i'm saying like nobody else really wanted i mean and don't get me wrong gangs trickled down they went all over the world but as far as that nobody else really wanted to really take up that but the west coast because that was their thing you might vibe to the music of the tupacs and the death roads and this and that but still that was their thing now man everybody trying to fuck with it and it's it, it shit is crazy but yeah i get what you're yeah. saying and it never seems to kind of be like that honestly until the drill really started to really trickle other places because even when the drill was in Chicago it was it was on the Chicago level with with introducing I think the the gang culture into it because but it was more so the gang culture of Chicago right you know what I'm saying the GDs the vice lords etc right you know what I'm saying so it was just pretty much you know their own you know cultural thing in that area with the drill and I just think that that was where every, like you said, everybody was so heavily influenced by the Chief Keeps Dirks and Reese's and all those guys, you know what I'm saying? And I think that took it to where well now we just gonna do this and be this everywhere. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and now it, it, even with the guys in Jacksonville you know, the young cats 
Um, I know I feel I feel real bad, man, because I don't remember these guys' names. But I know you probably you talking about Jacksonville, about. Florida, right? Yeah, the guys out Jacksonville. Oh yeah, you talking time. about um um, it's it's a few of them. I think it's the dude out uh, Julio Fulio. Yeah, yeah, those guys, man. Yeah. Man. Yeah, those guys, and this is. I think they came with that song called like, uh, what was it like? The, the Who I Smoke it had the um, making my way downtown sample, right? Yeah, and then and then yeah, um, that was Julio crazy. Cat had the um, Fancy when I see you, I, yeah, 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 yeah that was, was, was crazy. It's, it's like what, like, and and mind you, it, it's getting to the point to where from their situation, you got cats that sixteen that was getting that was getting you know smoked, and, and they young, they young right now. Yeah, like to see keeping them was young at the time, but it's like, man, just looking at the Jacksonville situation, cats was even getting smoked even younger. You yeah, know what I'm saying, like, you got cats 16, 15, like, it was a lot of cats who was young, bro, that was really young, that was just getting caught up in this, this whole this whole thing, right? Of just that drill beef. Violent, just, just, just everything with the music. Now, like you said, it's just a dark cloud, man. It's a dark cloud, man. And what really, what really shocked me was when I seen it. Jacksonville, seeing it hit Jacksonville, Florida, really didn't shock me as much as I when I seen it hit New York. I I can agree with you, bro. Because if you know anything about Jacksonville or just Florida, period, Florida is the sunshine state for sure. But it's definitely a state that's not too. It's not out the ordinary for it to be any type of forms of crime. Or you get what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> like anytime you see something crazy in the news, my nigga. Every time I see something just the up, most absurd shit, I automatically assume that motherfucker from Florida. No disrespect. Obviously, yeah, like, like pre- you know. Yeah. So yeah, but when I seen it, um, just take over places not like New York, it was just, it was crazy to me because it it showed how much influence that this has. Was New York has always had its own identity in every phase that it's been through. I can agree with you because see this thing about you know New York and just I think the uh, the um as they were saying the. Northeast area of the country, right? I'm with the New Yorks and DCs, Baltimore's, Phillies, you know, Jersey, Delaware, Connecticut, Boston, on up. I think the thing about those areas is we've always, in a sense, like you said, kind of followed the beats of our own drum. If anything, we were the innovators and we were the people that was influencing everybody else. Right. And I think when, like you said, it's, it's always a surprise and shock when. We're kind of trying to, you know, catch on and imitating other cats when it's like, wow, bro, like that's supposed to be like, dang, this really must be something if it got us doing it. Exactly. So, but you know what's crazy though? I feel like, and like I said, this is no disrespect. This is just my opinion. I feel like New York really lost its identity. Matter of fact, no. The moment I felt like New York lost its identity was when Designer came out. Because when Designer came out with um, I think it was Panda, right? Yeah. When Designer came out with Panda, I thought bro was from Atlanta. <laughs> but see, that's the thing, bro. I'm gonna go even further than that and say I think I felt like New York lost lost a lot of their identity, honestly, even back way before that. I think New York, even and again, the northeast area of the country just really lost their way, period. I think really I'ma say Honestly, honestly, dog, I'm gonna go as far as to say 
after 50, as people said back then, kind of alienated everybody in New York and just kind of almost even on the East Coast were just causing beefs and causing rifts. Yeah. I think that was really when I think New York kind of lost and just the Northeast really lost their identity because there was no really no unity or nobody really putting out any music that really, really was really monumental or major anymore. Because if you really take the time to really think about it, the last majorly influential artist that was big, like on the monumental level, that was just the hottest rapper in the game. It was just killing shit and smoking shit. It was just like, man, this nigga could do no wrong. Honestly, the last one was 50. If you really do your research or really think about it. And after, you know, 50, you know, kind of run, kind of slowed down. You got to think. The Jeezys came. The T.I.s. The yeah, boys the South the hood. You know what I'm saying? I think really, I honestly will say, honestly, bro, I would say 05 was when I think. 05, late 05, somewhere about, say, 05. 06 is when you kind of really slowly started to see <laughs> the identity kind of, leave, I would say slowly leave. And yeah. you got the trickle down effect. Because really once Atlanta and the South you know took over, but I really would more so say Atlanta, because that was when the GZ's TIs and, and, and everybody started really doing their thing. And then you even started seeing a lot of Northeastern cats even move to the South and kind of started adapting to that sound. Like exactly. Fat Joe, was, uh, you know, to be, you know, Rick Ross was another cat from the South that, you know, because even they even got to the point where Miami was even starting to make a lot of noise as well, yeah. as, well as Atlanta. And then Fat Joe moved to Atlanta, did he move to, I mean, not Atlanta, Miami, did he move to Miami? And you started kind of really seeing the, it was just a lot, bro. It was a lot, man. Yeah. So I think we lost our identity long before design. I think design. Like, damn, bro, what are we? <laughs> like you like said, you would never know, right? And I feel like, yeah, I thought he was from Atlanta, signed a Q, you know, QC or something. But as you know, to kind of go back to the New York situation for a second, I truly feel like New York had got to a point, and like I said, it's just my opinion. I feel like New York had got to a point to where instead of wanting to reign as a collective, they wanted to reign as individuals. It's a fact, though, bro. Everything you're saying because really if the... they would have, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it was a time where New York wanted to. We don't care who hot right now. We nigga, we don't care what barrel borough is popping. Nigga, it's New York. Then it got to a point where nah, Queens is, you know, you this and, and nah, Harlem is that. And yes. once that happened. That's when, you know, the bullshit comes. But you don't see stuff like that. You never saw the West Coast do that when they had their time. And you don't see the South like Atlanta doing that now that they got their time. So, I, yeah, that, that that's what it was. One thing I would say, bro, you know, to even expound on what you're saying, I would say this, bro. I would say I think the West Coast and, you know, the Atlanta, stuff like that, I feel they were in art the same way. I think the difference is you don't know about it. They keep a lot of that stuff in house. And I think that's even yeah, true. a salute to them as a culture and as a city and as a collective. 
Like, yo, don't get it twisted, dog. We all the same way as y'all. Yeah, so you want to keep for the world. Like, yo, he. So he you know what I'm saying? I will never see that it's things. I think that, again, I think the difference with the North East New York specifically, I think 50 get a lot of, and out. And again, shout out to 50. This is a matter, you know, not on 50. Like, you just there telling the truth of See how it happened and what we all have seen. This is all public common knowledge. You can look all this up. Google's a motherfucker, you know. And, and again, a poor cat like me, I was even around listening and time when all this was happening. So I remember very vividly, man, 50 really divided a lot of that. So that's why a lot of and then they really let it be known like, yeah, like this. You know what I mean? And I think it was always like that right. before 50 to where a lot of the beefs, even the East Coast and in New York was really just beating, beating internally. So I think, honestly, even though New York is the mecca, I honestly feel like it was, it was a ticking time bomb even in the nine, mid late nineties. It was all rain on the you know the northeast rather. It, it was a lot of that, you know, the beefing internally to the point where the whole world know that you know what I'm saying. For example, just giving an example, not and, and well, we most of these things really happened. The whole world got to know now. Why does that have to be known? Why the world, why the industry really got to know that? You know, why can't right. that be something that's kept behind the scenes? Ain't nobody saying that y'all gotta, you know, like each other or, or play best friend. We feel like that going each other on wax. But you know what? It's funny you said it because the rain But it's it's funny you said it because um as far as keeping it in house when it comes to Atlanta, I'm gonna tell you right now. If any type of division ever comes, it's going to be because now you got people. Say, for instance, you ever heard this girl named Amaretta? Yeah, I heard about the song, man. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That she and and you know it, it's when I heard it, I was like, uh, I don't think this is really a good look for Atlanta because exactly don't get me wrong, now you're dividing you, the, you're, yeah, bro, you're dividing that. Atlanta. Like yeah. yeah, it's a it's a slight delay. It's a slight delay. I can hear it, but um, you're you're dividing Atlanta because now you got the outskirts who claim, oh yeah, we from Atlanta, this and that. Now it's like, well, damn, like so we ain't we we ain't a part of the A no more because we 15 minutes out this way and this and that. So if it ever becomes a division, I feel like that and what she did will be the start of it. Honestly, agreed. Agreed. Because now what you're doing is like, you like, literally, it's just what you said. Now you're putting a precedent out there that, nah, nigga, that ain't Atlanta. When the reality of it is from the beginning of time, bro, regardless of, like you said, us being 10, 15 minutes outside of the A, brother, it's still all the A. 
It's you know what I'm saying? Day, but she's putting it out there like, nah, that ain't the real Atlanta. I mean, we the real Atlanta because if you inside the city limits or this, that, and the third over here, or that's the that's Atlanta. Exactly. That's the real Atlanta, and it's like now you're, yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like you. it's kind of like saying, oh, well, just because you aren't, you ain't from New York, New York. You're like, if you're from Brooklyn or you're from Queens, you're not from New York because you're not smack dead in the center. Yeah, like it just, yeah, yeah it just don't make sense, man. And, that and was I a bad feel like, move. Yeah, it was a terrible move, and, and I don't know what she was, what her angle or end game is by even releasing right that record or what she was trying to do. But that's situations where you look up and think you had no other reason behind this, but kind of to just cause division or, or, or in, a, in a sense, wreak havoc. Because why would you even go this route? Or would even think that it was even okay or a smart, wise move to even do this. <laughs> exactly. Why would and, you do that? And where's your management team at? Who let you record this and release this? Yeah. Like nobody stepped in and said, Hey, I don't think this is a smart move. That, yeah. That's just crazy and, to me. And don't get me wrong, you can still make your record, but I think you have to make it with a with I guess my biggest thing is records like that is big about it's all about context. And it go, but honestly, it goes back to what we what we spoke on in the last episode. You know that lack of self awareness and accountability. You have right. to be, you have to be able to understand when you're making a record like that. You know, what I'm saying to have the self awareness to know, okay, I can see where this could possibly go. So let me go ahead and still make the record, but let me make the context of the record more so. Let me just shout out Atlanta or make it a another Atlanta, you know, national anthem type record for our city. Right. Rather than divide the city in a sense of this, you know what I mean? Like that's and like you said, where was your management team? Like why would y'all even and I think that's another thing I think too culturally that I think is messing up our culture as hip hop and rap is also like again, the clout in thinking that um all business and all publicity is good publicity. It's not. You know what I mean? And I think that's another thing I think culturally that messed us up as well. Because I always remember back in the day to where going viral wasn't always a good thing. Mm-mm. If anything, going viral meant oh man, this cat over here, hot boy, man, stay away from dude over there. You know what I mean? Because going viral meant you're, you're drawing attention to yourself and that's not good. You know what I mean? Going viral wasn't a good thing. Um, I remember back when, you know, clout wasn't a good thing. That was kind of something that made people, you alienated yourself from people because it made people feel like, yo, who the fuck homie think he is or she thinks she is? Right. Nah, bro, stay away. You know what I mean? Those things was like, nah, bro. You know, originality was a big thing. If you weren't original or if you sounded like Buddy down the street or did anything like Buddy down the street, that was frowned upon, but to where now it's like, oh, you know, bro, you can turn the radio and like five, six rappers sound the same. Exactly. And it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Because like, now it's like anything for attention. We don't care what it is. We don't care what we're doing. We don't care what the reception of it is. Just get the attention. Absolutely. I feel like, I feel like social media, as far as Vine, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, these Instagram guys, like, I, what was bro name? Um, uh, he had all the tattoos, and I think he disappeared. Uh, he had a celebrity boxing match a few months ago. That's the first time I've seen him in a few years. 
But he was on a whole bunch of crazy shit. I think he was from Florida too. I know you know what I'm talking about. He had a whole bunch of tattoos. I'm trying to remember, though. I think I know too. And he was just running around doing crazy shit, jumping on niggas' cars in traffic, uh, screaming on um, Bunk or something. Oh, what's that nigga name? Uh, and I hate, like, yeah, and I hate when it be happening, bro, when, he, when we misplacing cats' names. But it's, but it's like, yeah, man, I'm trying to remember too, because I think I know exactly who you're talking about. Hold on. I'm going to type that on the laptop. I'm going to type in Bunk and see what it, it should come up, though, bro, because like, I really think I remember the cat you're speaking on. Give me one second. Hold on. But 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 you see, but I think this kind of proves the point we're trying to make too. It's so many now we live in a world where there's so many cats that was doing this type of stuff, you almost forget. <laughs> yeah, you forget because the niggas Cause there's so many of them. Cause they this, yeah, the nigga this oh, that's his name, Boom Gang. Yeah, Boom okay. Gang. He's born in 1996. He's from Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida. But bro, think about it though. He was born in 96. <laughs> so it's like, bro, you were like, you're like, bro, come on now. You're, you're too young to be out here overexposing yourself doing stupid shit like that. Yeah. And from what I'm reading, I guess he's a Christian now. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, okay. okay. I ain't going to touch on that. Yeah. Like, no disrespect, but it's no like, disrespect. How, con- how convenient, though. You know what I'm how saying? How convenient when you, you probably, Yeah. You probably yeah. got scared straight, or somebody probably put you in perspective. Like, hey, man, cut that out, man. Exactly. And that's, and that's another thing that can really go hand in hand with the music and just the social media shit. You got to understand something. Every wave isn't a good wave. Thank you. Thank you. You can you can jump on and, and especially what I'm seeing now from these these younger kids like in the teen, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, the things I see them do and the way I see how it's motherfuckers let it slide is just crazy to me because I see it as you know when people say oh you sold your soul that is what I see as really selling your soul. When you are Honestly, doing things that is out of sure. the norm of you just to get some followers or some listeners or some views, you selling your soul. Because you know that ain't really you to the core. But you're going you gonna, to uh, um, put on this type of image because you know it just might boost your career. That's some bullshit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that was never... Because again, man, that was never what... I don't know, bro. It just never was about that. Like, like, and I, and I think a good, a good slight transition, bro, into what we're talking about, bro, I think would be would be very, very dope too is because a lot of this stuff at the end of the day now with everything we're talking about it really all stems from having issues with what they say their apps or their or, 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 their, or you know saying cats of that nature beef. Beef is pretty much the big catalyst man for a lot of this of this drill violent just crazed radical <laughs> rebel music now because it's right. also cats are living it as a lifestyle and, and, yeah. and one of the things I wanted to do bro was us actually talk about you know what is well going back in the day back of us always being hip hop heads and loving loving the genre of hip hop and rap and everything like that bro what is what is because I think the thing is for us people think that and I think that's another problem with our culture now too for the younger cats is I mean, you being a fellow younger cat, bro, but you have an old soul about you. And yeah. I think, bro, I think another one of the problems with these younger cats, man, is I think everybody acts like there was in the world before them. 
and, and, and me going there is everybody wants to beef and be on that BS that they're on now. But my thing is, cats always have beef in the music industry. Mm-hmm. That's nothing new. It was always beef. It was always. So that's one thing I wanted to kind of come and ask you, bro, was what is a beef that you remember, you know, as far as, because what we're talking about at the end of the day is how at the same time, Hip hop and rap has went to a place where we where it's almost lost its way in the dark cloud. What is one of the beasts that you remember hip hop beasts that, in a sense, was kind of like okay, this is this is the kind of is is or is going to a place where it cannot recover from, and how or just us talking about how it did recover or even if it did recover, you know what I'm saying, and and what that did to the music industry in a sense too. Because I think even even mm. when I'm seeing where things are now, bro, I think everything starts from somewhere too, and 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 it, and it has and it plants its little seeds. Mm. Well, of course, you know the biggest one, obviously, was you know the Pac and Big situation, and Absolutely. that was that was just so huge because it was two coasts that was involved. Yeah, and now, I think mm, yeah. go ahead. I was I was getting ready to say, bro, that expound on what you're saying is too the big thing for our audience as well is before, as you would say as well, getting to the meat and potatoes of just the beef and just what it did to really because that's another one that definitely definitely changed the culture and and uh, and you know hip hop and rap that industry just and beef just forever. But I think the context that people really need to understand and know is too just the origins of of of, of the beef because the origins. Because really, and I'm glad you used Big and Pac as an example because... I got another one too, though. Oh, go ahead, bro, because there's so many of them. But the origins of Big and Pac really comes from... Really, bro, it's a cautionary tale of a a lack of self-awareness and accountability for sure. And also, every issue, bro, and I think a lot of it is even with these young cats, a lot of stuff ain't nothing that a conversation can't fix, bro. Hey, and I'm glad you say that because a lot of times, check me out though, a lot of times the shit don't even be that deep. For real, everybody for real. everybody around you is in your ear gassing up to make it seem like it's way more than what it really is. And that's why I said that situation was the biggest because you had two coasts that was involved. Absolutely. You had the West Coast and Park Air, you know, gassing up, oh man, fuck that, you know, fuck that fat da 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 da. You had probably Puffy and the cats from New York. Hey, man, this ain't, you know, we running it right now. X, Y, and Z. We can go to LA. Them niggas in that bad or whatever might be said. But all these two brothers had to do was just call, hey, man, listen, let's meet up somewhere in the center. Or, you know, you come out here. Or I can come out there. Let's really have a sit down. Let's just get this shit over with and get yeah. it resolved because it ain't and, and that be clear, deep. But be clear. And, and I think another thing, again, to expound deeper. You got to understand, too, bro, if you, if you know anything about the origins of Pac and Big, bro, these dudes was genuinely really close and was friends and had a brother. Exactly. So it wasn't just like there was two dudes that was cordial that fell out. Nah, these are dudes that was genuinely really like, yo, this is my friend. This is my brother. Like, really genuinely. So that's what even more so is like, damn, bro, how do you allow? This is really nothing that a conversation truly can't fix. Because at the end of the day, a lot of the origins of that of Pac feeling the way he felt was at the end of the day, Pac being ill-informed. Exactly. And moving off impulse because you have a cat that is already in jail for something he kind of really feels 
like feels and it's a fact that he really didn't do it. So you're already angry off the strength of damn and having your own particular reasons why you feel the way with your brother about just why you're in the situation and dang man, you know, you one of the hottest rappers in the game right now, you know what I'm saying? And you know, the situation happened. I feel my ways that I feel about that because I feel you could have warned me, even though the reality of it was in certain roundabout ways, he was warning you about staying away from the cats you was around. You know what I mean? But couldn't mm-hmm. directly tell you because he knew you inadvertently would go back and say something to them, not trying to stir up any trouble, but just not realizing that, bro, you go back and tell them what I tell you. They from the same borough slash hood as me, bro. They're going right. to take it as it's going to cause an issue for me. So me knowing, again, Biggie, having the, the self-awareness, I know I can't really keep it 100 and tell you what I really want to tell you because I already know with your lack of self-awareness of what we're going to be talking about because you're thinking these people love you and they're your peoples and your brothers and they really not. <laughs> you know exactly. You know what I'm saying? You're going to go back and run your mouth thinking it's all G when it's really not. And I'm, I can't really kick it to you like that. Exactly. So, so a lot of it is the miss. I think it's just a miscommunication and Pac feeling the way he felt. And don't get me wrong, even though on Pac's side, like with game, there's some things he actually had a right to feel the way he felt about certain things. But I also think that a lot of that is, again, just holler at big, you know what I'm saying? Because one, if the cat ain't never had an issue with you beforehand and ain't showed you nothing but love and loyalty, why all of a sudden, what is your what do your brother gain? By wanting to see you die or not, you know what I'm saying? Or exactly. To, that I mean, for me, it's just being very just self aware. And, and if you know anything about the night that Pac did get shot in the studio, once season then went back up there to tell Big, "Yo, man, Pac down there getting robbed. He getting rolled on, man." Big went down there with the pistol to go to go help and see what was going on with his brother, his friend. Damn. So a lot of times, you know what I'm saying, people, people, and, a lot, and everybody knows this, bro. If you if you were to know about the origins of their beef, yeah. And I think the dude things. that you talking about, as far as the, the the person around you ain't really G, and he from the same. I mean, you talking about uh, the Bodak, but uh, was it Bodak Jack or? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Haitian Jack. Haitian um, Jack. I, I don't know why. Haitian Jack. And, and actually, bro, a, na- a name <laughs> that we talk, that we brought up real quick. On the last podcast, Jimmy Hinchman. Yeah. And I think Jimmy Hinchman actually was the cat who pressed the button for Pop to get robbed. I don't think I don't think Jack necessarily Jack felt the way about some things that Tupac was saying in court about the you know the case that they were in, but Jack didn't press the button. Jimmy Hinchman pressed the button on right. Pop to get robbed. Because probably really wasn't even the, the thing was he wasn't even gonna get shot, bro. Pop got shot because he was going to grab his gun and get active with the niggas who was gonna rob him, and then it just went left. So really it wasn't even the intention. The intention wasn't even for Pop to get shot. It was just to rob him. Rob yeah. him, humiliate him, just let him know, hey, watch your mouth how you talk about real New York niggas. Right. Even pockets from New York, but you get what I'm saying. Right. It, was just, it was really just kind of to send a message, you know what I'm saying? And it went the way it went. So that's why for me, I look at a lot of that, like you said, with their beef. The Because I think the, the meat and potatoes of it is important, but the origins is just as important just to really show it didn't even have to go as far as it went. It didn't even have to go there. <laughs> and then if you want to talk about just like um, what you asked, um, did it get resolved or X, Y, Z? The pocket big is a situation to where 
I'm, I'm I'm not even gonna say whether it will resolve, whether it has been resolved or not. It's just hey, time passes by. Pretty much, stories but, come out. You get this information, and exactly. I mean, it just is what it is. But I'm gonna tell you. But I'm gonna tell you one though to get into the second beef that um I was gonna bring up the Gucci and the Jeezy situation. Absolutely, that's another important one. That really, honestly, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great that's a great beef to speak on with honest, especially with what we're talking about with where things are now too, because that's another beef that went haywire over really again miscommunication and over something that's like okay bro we don't really we ain't about to go there over this you know what i mean like over mm-hmm. this this is some small like really dog and I, and what and, and i know i know a little bit about the origins of Jeezy and um Gucci's beef as far as the origins and, I, and from what i remember the origins was over the song so icy yeah and i feel like I think Jeezy wanted to put it on the um, Thug Motivation, even though it, Jeezy has been on record saying, even at that time, yo, Jeezy never liked the song So Icy. He didn't like it. He only did it because his manager and his people was just like, yo, just do the record. It's going to be a good look to promote you for you getting ready to come out, you know, X, Y, Z, just do it. So he did it, but he was like, I never liked So Icy. But of course, after they recorded it and it started to kind of get a buzz, Jeezy's whole thing was, hey, let me go ahead um, and you know, let me put it on my album as well. You know, let me get a piece of the record and, you know, cross brand and cross promotion. It'll help, it'll help, um, you know, guap as well. But I think the situation was, and I can't be wrong, I don't even think the real initial beef was even with Gooch. I think the original issue was with Big Cat Gucci's um, label head. I could be wrong, but I don't even think the beef was necessarily, I think Gucci, I think G, I could be wrong, bro. I don't know for sure. Everything I'm saying is what I remember from back then and in part speculation. But I think Jeezy jumped out the window first in that beef. I think the original yeah, issue was with Big, I think the original issue was with Big Cat with Big Cat not wanting to wanting to um give Jeezy a piece of the record to put on Thug Motivation one on one. And I think Jeezy took it as or I don't know if Big Cat put Gucci name in it saying Gucci said or Gucci feel. I don't know. But or if Jeezy just felt like Oh, is this part of Gucci not wanting to let him, you know, want a nigga shine too? And Jeezy jumped out the window and started making the first initial batch of, I don't know, Jeezy started talking crazy in interviews first or started making records first. But Jeezy jumped out the window first, if I'm not mistaken. And Jeezy was also mad at, um, um, I, th- I, th- I think his name is Zaytoven, right? I think he was, yes. I yeah, he well. was. He, he, was started, yeah, yeah. he started messing with Gucci real heavy. And I think Jeezy was one of the first cats to start really kind of fucking with Zay. So I think that was another, yeah. I think it was just a little bit of things that was building up. And Jeezy just went there first with it and jumped out the window with it. So exactly. So little do people know, because everybody look at how far you know, Gucci took it and where Gucci is at with it now. And Well, not now, but as over time and years, it, look, it would look, because I ain't going to lie, it, it's easy to make somebody think Gucci was the one that started it. But nah, Jeezy actually started that beef. But even, but 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 check me out though, right? Even within Jeezy being the one we assuming that started it, when they had the um, and of course by now everybody know you know how the situation really escalated. Oh um, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, allegedly, people were sent to to Gucci's house to be robbed. One of the people was um 
I think uh, one of Jeezy's um, artists on his label at the time, he ended up getting killed. Um, Gucci ended up defending himself and uh, ended up shooting back and killing the guy. So we all know how that got to that point. But when they had the versus battle, I'm watching it and I'm seeing, I'm seeing where Gucci is coming from, but I'm also seeing where Jeezy is coming from. And I felt like at that moment, when Jeezy pretty much kept his cool and at the end came towards him and said, hey, man, listen, this ain't hey, about hey, us. Hey, not this to cut about... you off, dog, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. I kind of thought it was gonna go left at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I was Jeezy watching like, oh. Jeezy said what he said, because again, we're raised from real men, old school cats. And when a dude talk and kind of hits you with, hey, let me tell, let me let me tell you something, and kind of does the walk towards the middle, right? <laughs> I, hey, I thought I thought Jesus was gonna get busy on him right there, yeah. but but because we because again, when as men, you know, like when a dude does that and take that first step forward, so kind of letting it be known, like, hey, now listen here, now I do that. That's never a good sign. So I kinda yeah, was like, like a situation oh, like that, just with us being men, we know, okay, yeah, shit talking is cool to a certain extent, but it's also a line that only pretty us, much, pretty only much. us as men know. If we teed on this line, if we teed around this line, if we cross this line, something can happen. It you get what I'm saying? Period. Like, or at least has to be addressed in a real it way. It has to be addressed. But, but I'm glad that Jeezy addressed it when he but, did. But that's like, what I'm. You... But that's what I'm trying to get to though, because when he came around and he did that, I saw it as all right. This would be a perfect moment for the culture, for us as a community, as black individuals, for hip-hop, for these rappers, to say, okay, these guys have had this situation, and now he's extending the olive branch. If he accepted, some of this shit can be over with on the outside, in Jacksonville, in New York, in Chicago. It's possible. Follow me, right? No, I'm following you, dog. I feel right? the same way. That was a like, When I saw the verses of them, I really thought it wasn't real. Yeah, me neither. I really didn't. I didn't think it was real because we because we knew from back then, like yo, we know how far and how deep that beef go. Exactly. So I'm like, well, how these dudes are on the same stage at the same? I don't see it happening. And it exactly. happened exactly. So when he walked up to him, pretty much extended the olive branch, and like I said, follow me. Gucci accepted it, and they performed so icy. I was like, okay. Now this is showing the world that a hey, this is possible. But man, was I wrong because. Right after that, Gucci was still like he, he even came out with a song that I was listening to uh, a few weeks ago, a little dirt. And um he had a verse in there. He was like, um, I think my haunted, I think my house is haunted by who the ghost of Pookie. And but I see, was like, I'm gonna tell you, but see, bro, I'm gonna tell you what. So he's gonna keep you, on, he ain't gonna never let see, this go. I, I didn't take it. See, I can see how people could take that as okay, here go Gucci poking again. But I think what Gucci was necessarily trying to say is the sin, the sins, the sins of things I've done in the past, and that kind of being because I think that was Gucci's first body. And I could be wrong, um, I mean, allegedly, allegedly, but I think that was allegedly Gucci's first body, and I and I think that, and I could be wrong too. Maybe he did mean it to be a poke, but I think, yeah, I think it was a poke. From what I took it as, bro, and I, maybe that's because I don't want to think Gucci would still be on it like that after they really went and and, and extended. Because I know, again, as like we said a couple minutes ago, as men, <laughs> and again being raised by men. When people extend the olive branch and it's accepted, that is the two men, you know, it's over. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why part of me is like, nah, maybe Gucci wasn't necessarily coming at it like that. Maybe he was just addressing the pookie cat and just that situation on its lonesome, not speaking on Jeezy. I want to hope it was that. And you, you know, know what? what for the for the for the sake of peace, I think that's the best way we should look at it. You hear? I'm hoping he did it because, like you said, yeah. you know, Gucci and Gucci actually seems like more of a laid back, chill cat now. So I want to say he didn't know. Now, if it was the old Gucci, oh yeah, it would have been crazy. <laughs> then, I, then I wouldn't have taken it no other way than yeah, he's still fucking around. Because, like you said, to double back to the verses, like I think what I loved about when Jeezy addressed. Gucci, because because Gucci was performing, and, and don't get me wrong, we're gonna speak on Gucci's perspective in the second two to play devil's advocate. Because like you said, I saw both sides of the coin of it, and I think from Jeezy's perspective, he let him ride. He came out making his diss songs, and Gucci was Jeezy was letting it go. Gucci kind of started off being a little aggressive, right? Yeah, <laughs> hold on, wait, wait, hold on, pause, 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 pause. I just I just want to say something right now. I've been a Jeezy fan forever. Absolutely. I like Gucci, but I've been a Jeezy fan forever, and I'm gonna go ahead. I'm all time rapper. Yeah, and I'm gonna go ahead and say this: Jeezy watched Gucci in that versus. You can continue though. Oh come on now, we we. He watched them. He watched. He, he watched Gucci up, and and, and and that's just what it is with, right. with his old shit too at that. But um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> with his old shit at that, like. Right. But but the situation for me is. Gucci was aggressive. He came out aggressive. And I think Jeezy's whole thing, which I respect, and that really lets you know a lot about Jeezy as a man and how far Jeezy has come maturity-wise. Because he understood, okay, I feel where homie coming from. He's, he's going to approach it in this angle. Now, if I meet him where he's at, like we was doing back in the day, we fucking the money up, and it's going to be a ain't no need. And even Jeezy said in the interview with the Breakfast Club the next day, I never was necessarily worried about situations going left because with us agreeing to do this and him agreeing to do this and us doing it as men, why would he come here and want to be on bullshit like that? Because if that's the shit that you want, we ain't even got to do the verses, homie. We can we can deal with that off the record as men. If right. that's really where you at with it still and what you really want. He wanted to be, you know what I'm saying? So he was like, I never really was worried, but in the same vein, I was letting it ride. Like, okay, he, okay, I, I feel him. I, I see what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? And that, and, he, and that just shows how much he has improved as a person over the years. That's what I'm saying. I and I'm a, that. And I'm going to say this right now, right? When it comes to a point, when whatever it was and what you did in the past times time travels and it comes and meets you in the present talk about it bro will will you have grown and improved and elevated so much to the point where when it does come back you know how to handle it Mm, in a certain manner exactly just imagine if he if he was the same guy from 06 oh no and that would have happened First off, when he started performing, when he started performing, you know what I'm saying, that record, when Gucci started performing that record, what was the rest of the record called again for the listeners out there that, that don't know? What's that record called when he started I, talking about? I don't um, even know. But I, I forgot what it's up. called. Hold but on. every but Casino, the record when he started dissing, you know, talking about his dead homie and this, that, and the third. Honestly, bro. I think it was, it was called Truth, right? 
Yeah, truth. Okay, if it yeah. was 05, 06, bro, 07, that, that song would have never finished. <laughs> no, nah, never. That song would have never finished. And what never. I respected about Jeezy after it was realizing that he had to address this. All right, bro, enough's so fucking enough. I have to address this, but I'm going to do it in a way to where I'm going to do it. And I'm a lightweight check him, but as a man to let him know. And that's when he walked up and said, man, there you go still being on the same old shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we here, I ain't, like, and that was when it's like, I, you know, I hear where you coming from, dog, but, you know, you still on the same shit. You know what I'm right. saying? And, and now, and now I'm going to respect Gooch. Now I can get to where I start. I really can say I respect Gucci as a man. Because after Jeezy kicked it to him like that, I think that was when when I think Gucci recognized, damn, yo, homie right. You know what I'm saying? Homie right. You know what I'm saying? Because he said, I, didn't, I don't want no beef with you no more, homie. You know what I'm saying? We supposed to be here for the kid. Like, I think that was when I think Gucci understood, damn, yo, I resorted back to my, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn. Okay. Because even, cause even QC even said, Q, um, even said after the um, the verses, Gucci got in the whip with him when they went to the after party and even said, I shouldn't even have said what I said about, you know, Poochie and even went there, bro. I shouldn't even have did that, bro. I was out of line for that. Right. Because he understood, like, damn, bro, I shouldn't even have. Now. That, and then you, you also got to think about it. That man did. That that man got a kid in the family, too. You feel me? And, and you, even though with within him being on the type of time he was and really being, you know, having that cloud over him and you know, doing the actions that he did, he still had a family who loved him and thought that he could do no wrong. So you also think exactly. about the pain that they was exactly. feeling that exactly. night. Now, you know? when I would say now to be gonna play that was advocate for Gucci, where I say I feel him though, mm-hmm. is I can understand where Gucci was coming from. Like, okay, I'm agree to do these verses, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let I'm gonna let I'm gonna get all of this out <laughs> one last time. Yeah. And I'm gonna put it to bed. So I'm performing all the beef records. I'm mm-hmm. I'm get I'm letting it all out. Cause you gotta understand, bro. You sent cast to go allegedly, cause we don't know if Jeezy sent them, sent them niggas. Exactly, allegedly. But but you know, from Gucci's perspective, because there was most of these niggas was on your squad. You sent these niggas to kill me, dog. How can I? I gotta. I can, how can I really truly let this go without really getting it out my system? Excuse me. So I respect the fact that Gucci got it out of the system. I think after he performed true. I really think him dissing Pookie and saying, well, I think that was him actually having an out-of-body experience, bro. Because I think I, him as he's performing it and looking at Jeezy, he probably, because people really underestimate the PTSD of it all when it comes to stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That PTSD think, is real. So I really feel as he's performing it and looking at Jeezy, I really feel like the ang- he was starting to get angry again, having flashbacks. So after the song, that's why I think he went where he went saying a lot of the things he said because I feel like it was like he... And I don't, I don't judge him for that, dog. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Because unless you get in his situation, dog, and been there with the situation, you don't know what that feel like. You, you right. know what I'm saying? And you know, and I know, and I've been in situations where I've been mad about something, and then I, and I'm out of body experience, and I'm going there and saying things I really shouldn't say. Right. But then afterwards, when you calm down, it's like, damn, bro, I shouldn't have said that, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I've been it. in situations like that. I get it. That's, why times, I, that's why I didn't judge. Him. I understood. I understood where Gucci was coming from. I understood it. You know what I mean? Now, granted, like we all was talking yesterday about things. Was it right? No. <laughs> you know what nah, I mean? <laughs> Gucci acknowledged that, you know, afterwards. But I will say, I respected how after they said what they said, 
Jeezy jumped out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And 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 asked to do the record. No, I think Gucci went out there and asked for them to perform the record. And it was like, all right, fuck it. And that and that meant so much to me watching it, dog, because it's like, like you said, that could show the cats in Chicago, Florida. Like, yo, if these niggas can do it, fam. Y'all can do it too. <laughs> Y'all can do it. Like and trust me, niggas tried to kill <laughs> like if they can do it, there's no reason. And, That's even, real talk. and I would say another thing, bro. Jeezy even said in the Breakfast Club too, the next day when they did the interview with him after the verses, because Charlemagne brought up the question, and and I love Jeezy's response. It's like you said that lets you know how far cats came as men, because basically Charlemagne was asking the question of, you know, how do you reconcile with Gucci on the fact of, you know, pretty much saying we, you know, with the situation that happened with your guys and whatever the case may be as far as you know dealing with that because at the end of the day that's something to deal with niggas trying to kill him you know what i'm saying right and what i love allegedly response allegedly (laughs) you're right even though we all know the public knowledge of it all but yes allegedly yeah we we gotta say that exactly for the sake of it all nobody wants to tasha cage yeah (laughs) oh man that's a whole nother topic that's a a whole nother episode but, but um I would definitely, and Jeezy said a great thing when Jeezy was basically saying that we had a place now to where, because you know, with Jeezy maturity, it's like, I understand his plight. And if mm-hmm. he's and if he's at a place to where, if he's open for us to really sit down and talk about that on some off the record real talk, I'm open to having that conversation with him now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can right. talk about it if he wants to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? As men. So and I love that response because it's like now I'm at a I'm at a place to where I'm even able to hear him out. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. what he felt about it. And let's talk about it as men and let's deal with the elephant in the room as men now. Exactly. And because you know, a lot of cats wouldn't even still with maturity want to go in and address it. It's difficult. You know what I mean? He would they wouldn't want to. And I respect Jeezy for saying, I feel him. And I feel him and respect him enough to still want to have a conversation with him because I understand how he feels. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So that was dope to me, man, to hear that. Because I can respect it. Like, yo, that was big of you, Jeezy, to even address it like that and that real shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah so you, you gotta commend it for that. Definitely. Of course, because I'm all about beefs getting getting better. I'm not about beefs keep going and nah, if you can make a beef get better, <laughs> let us you know say let's let's move on from the beef. And there's not to say there's nothing wrong with going through the beef, right? But it's all about getting past the beef and finding ways to find a resolve and a common ground. Because let's be honest, but I honestly think you wanna be real with you though, dog. You wanna know why I think the beef that would I think really, really caused some, caused some waves, and and I know I would think you would think Jeezy and and and, and Gucci because I think what really turned the tide for Gucci when Jeezy was talking to him was when he brought up the King Von's name when he started name dropping the young cats that looked up to them that's been killed behind these type of beefs that me and you had. I really think that was when Gucci was like, damn, right, real shit. You know what I'm saying, like. But I really do honestly think the beef that really will take will turn the tide for those cats, and I could be wrong, but I honestly think that would if those two cat tatter verses and, and, and work shit out to really show niggas 
damn, bro. If those two can get past it, bro, ain't nothing we can't get through. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to be real, bro. John 50. Um... I'm going to be real with you, dog. Because the reason why I use John 50 as an example, knowing the origins of that beef, and we all pretty much know how, because I feel like the John and 50 beef goes way deeper than the Gucci and Jeezy, because their beef is even, really, what makes John and 50's beef so unique, they were a beef that actually was off the record before they were famous. That fifty put on the record. <laughs> oh, word! I, yeah, their, I, I ain't beef, never knew that. Their beef goes deep; it's deeper than the music. Them cats was already beefing before they became famous. That was a beef that was already they already got in a fight with each other. They've already like real beef before they became famous, dude. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember Fifty Cent had an interview, and they was like. <laughs> And they was like, what you think you would do, you know, if, if you would see Jerry right now? He was like, the same thing I did before. I didn't knock them out. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, 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 on, that, now. I would say from the original fight that they had in Atlanta, because the first time they got with each other, it was in Atlanta. And that and that beef, and that beef was, because originally, and a lot of people know this about 50, 50 came in the game beefing with cats. And Jaws' whole thing with 50 was be clear, homie. You're going around saying our name on the How to Rob record in the whole murder. You know, you saying my name, right? I don't know you like that, fam. You know, I heard of you. I know of you, but I don't know you. You know what I'm saying? You keep saying my name. You're doing this, that, and the third. Yo, what's up with you, homie? And the fight in Atlanta happened because 50, one of 50's managers at the time, who was pretty much the OG around Queens that everybody respected, he went to John and said, yo, if I can get you and 50 to talk, are you willing to talk with him and try to hash this shit out? John's whole thing was, out of respect for you, you know, tell homie, come out and holler, maybe we can talk. And John even said, and, and, and 50, the, the story's pretty much, I pretty much relatively know that, that this story is true, because both of them tell it and it kind of matches up the same. But And basically, 50 and John go off and start talking. And Ja had like a bat with him, but it wasn't off no like I'm using this as an intimidation tactic. Even Ja said back in the day, niggas rap with props on stage. I don't know why the fuck niggas had a bat. I don't know. <laughs> he was just like had a bat at the time. I just, but he said it wasn't even having it to be threatening. Like I was holding the zone behind my head, like we having a conversation. You know what I mean? Just having had a bat with me at the time, and we yeah. So he was like, okay, we talking. So we were talking, and Ja even. John tells the story really honestly. John even said 50 hit him. So he was like, yo, he was arguing because 50 was acting like he didn't want to hear me. And I called him a bitch. No words got spilled. And then, you know, 50 won't. He swung on me. He hit me. Then he swung again. I dipped it. And he was like, I hit him or whatever. And then pretty much everybody, um, you know, my cats, because 50 didn't have a lot of guys with him in Atlanta at the time. My guys started to rush in. And, you know, we kind of, you know, got the scuff. I think 50 might have had maybe one or two of his mans with him, but Ja had, you know, because Ja was already, this. I think this had to be around the holla holla time where Ja was not as famous as he became, but was kind of bubbling to become, you know, the hot rapper, the new hot rapper. But I think 50 was just trying to slowly get in the game. So this was even before they even, nobody really knows about that. Like, really, even Ja said, what made me really kind of look at 50 like, what's up with this nigga was, 
He's the one that came back to New York, got on the radio and talked about the Atlanta situation. He was I was going to leave the Atlanta situation in Atlanta. I was never going to bring it up. We got into a fight. It was off the record. It wasn't back home. We'll just keep the... John's whole thought was, okay, fuck it. We'll just keep the beef in the street. Every time we, if we see each other and we want to thump, we'll go around the corner and get it popping. You know? <laughs> like, right. We ain't got to bring this in the industry. You know what I mean? Because this, at the end of the day, is a street beef. Because we can even go... I can go back even further to where 50... John even said um, one of me, him, him and 50's mans that they both knew that was a mutual friend um, he robbed John some stupid shit for a chain thought that he was smashing his girl. And John, you know, he got the chain from John. John even said, I eventually got the chain back because you, you've seen the cross in a couple of my videos after that fact. But he was like, basically his man was bugging out, whatever. They dealt with it. You know, and he was like, I saw him and 50, I saw in the club one time after that, him and 50 gave him a pound, but looking like, you know, Damn, nigga, that's your man too. And then just the little things like that that was like, okay. And just a lot of other little off-brand stuff that was happening even before the physical altercation that was just real, just hood beef shit. And that's why I think Jai's biggest issue at 50 was, why are you bringing this to the industry, dog? Why are you letting the world know what our problem is? Because we're going to deal with the problem. There's another, because John 50 fought more than one time. I don't know if you know about it. They fought in the studio. I know you probably heard about the studio fight where 50 got stabbed. No, I never heard of that. Man, and, you know you 20 years older than me. They don't do that, fam. But, <laughs> no. but basically, the 50, well, the studio fight is where 50, where 50 talks about when he got stabbed in the jaw. Um, where that fight happened, well, how that fight happened, you know, after 50 went back to New York, was talking this shit. Josh's whole thing is, yo, why does this dude keep bringing this? Okay. See, he really wants this to go. He really wants this to really go there. You know what I'm saying? Okay, fuck it. Then I get it's up. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. It's on. When I see homie again, I'm smashing him. So it was it happened to be in the studio at the same time. So Ja was in there with Prize from the Fuji's. I know you know who Prize is. Oh, yeah, of course. So they was in the studio and Ja was talking this talk like, hey, man, yo, I see 50 again. I'm going to smash him. So unbeknownst to Ja, Prize knew this already. And then he popped up like a loving hip hop scene. He didn't pop up. Yeah, because actually, John did the pop up on Fifty because as John was talking this shit, Prize was like, "Were well, you talking? How you talking, homie? Downstairs at the other in the other ah, studio room. Prize, what, you, you, what you? What you? What <laughs> you? I think what Prize whole thing is, you talking that talk. Little do you know, homie here, what you, you, you get, what's up, nigga? Like, you know what I'm saying? You talking greasy, deal with him now. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think, I think Prize, I think in a roundabout way was instigating, but I also think Prize probably was looking at Jai like, man, you talking all this big boy talk, and homie downstairs, nigga, you gonna deal with him or you just here bluffing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Jai was like, oh yeah? Jai um, took the crutch from one of his homeboys that was on crutches, and Ja was getting ready to go down there and do it on his own. You know what I'm saying? And Chris Gotti told this part of the story. As they were coming in the studio, Ja was coming down like, yo, I'm about to get popping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And John and Irvin all was like, what are you doing, nigga? Yo, I'm about to go see about this nigga 50, dog. And it was like, yo, fam, what are you doing, bro? No. We, we really starting to get hot. We making some music. We doing what we doing. You about to become the biggest rapper in the world. Nigga, why are you doing this? So... Ja, pretty much like any homeboy would do, hits you with the, so you're not my homie, so you, you really ain't going to be down for me, homie? You about to really just, for real? 
And Chris Gotti, which is Irv's brother, said he saw Irv at that point start to take his watch off. And it's like, I guess we'll be going in to see about 50 in them there. And they walk. And again, all of this is public knowledge. You can look all this up. Um, Ja goes in the studio and he said, he walks in the studio. And I, and I don't think 50 looked like he saw a ghost because he was scared, per se. I think it was more so the shock of, fuck is this nigga doing here? He yeah, said, like, what the fuck? <laughs> so he saw Jock. Jock is with the, you know, with the crutch, like, he was handing down. <laughs> and pretty much 50 was in there with a couple of the guys. And then they all just got thumping. And I think 50 um, said to somebody to go to the bag and grab the strap. And that's how the light got turned. No, I think originally the light got turned off because they was everybody in there, because, you know, Obviously, the studio room 50 was in probably wasn't that big. 50 wasn't the 50 that we know now then. He was starting to become. So I think the studio room probably wasn't that big. You put about all together eight, nine guys in there thumping, it's going to be a little crowded. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for so sure. I think when they was thumping, somebody so happened to bump the light at first. Then the light came back on. They all thumping. And then I think 50 or somebody yelled out, yo, grab the strap. And then I think when somebody in his black child or somebody heard that being said and niggas turned the lights off, you're gonna shoot nothing you can't see. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then I think Black Child just started pulling out the blade and just start poking at niggas. And he so happened to stab up 50 a little something like. Damn. I don't know how the situation, you know, when niggas got out of there, or whatever. And that's why 50 had the stab and 50 talks about the sheep. That's from Black Child. You know what I'm saying? So now nah, him and that beef. That's why I'm spinning the block around to bring it full circle to say everybody knows how deep that beef is. So I feel like if you see Fifty and Ja for verses, I really think that would be enough to make the young cats be like, "Yo, them niggas." <laughs> nah, I could be. But wrong. see, but 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 hold on. I think I think that that will more so make the older guys. More so us. <laughs> because you just you, you just told me something I knew nothing about. <laughs> you're right. Because the young cats, you're right. It'll probably do just as much as what Jeezy and, and Gucci did. Like, oh, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, okay, that, that, that's what's up. All right. <laughs> like, yeah, like, we hear y'all, but it'll probably register a little bit to be like, damn, but we do need to chill. Ah well, and then you got a good yeah. point. You're right. The young cats are—they not built like us enough to take that and really be like, damn. If these niggas as deep as their situation is, and even with uh, people getting shot nine times, because it got to be, it got to be somebody who they who they they see right now. Yeah, genuinely, you right, yeah. Bro. It got to be like like you. a Huli fool. Uh, uh, damn. Uh, uh, what's his name? Shit, Julio Fulio and them guys, or maybe a Dirk and. Quando or something. It got to be some type of. It got to be that type of situation. That I'm gonna be honest with you. The the Dirk and Quan that will probably never. That'll oh, no, probably that's be never happen. That's never. John Rule and Fifty level of beef. Yeah, because that's never you you really you've crossed because the John Fifty beef is just like that. People have died. Lines. So many lines have been crossed. How do we make that right? You know what I'm saying. So I don't see. I don't see. Nah, that'll probably never get made right. Just like John Fifty, that beef will never be made right, bro. They're gonna die. Beef. Now, granted, the beef might be probably simmer some, and it's like, okay, the beef ain't live no more, nigga. But it ain't gonna take much to get it back live. Yeah, it ain't. And I gonna. think that's what, and I think that's what John Fifty as well. To this day, it's like I ain't actively beefing with this nigga no more. But if we, if this nigga shoulder check me or just do anything I don't fucking like, dog, and I see this nigga, it's on. 
Exactly. beefing, but it ain't it ain't much to take it there. Nigga, nigga, I don't like you. You don't fucking like me. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's kind of where Dirk and them is at now with Quando. Like, it's it's not active, nigga, but it ain't going. To, ain't nothing to make it go up again, though, homie. And and mostly with Dirk and them is because I ain't see you. I haven't locked eyes with you. I've never got an opportunity to really get up with you yet. Oh, nigga, when I do. <laughs> yeah, that's that, but but and you know what? It's so. It's so unfortunate, and because I know, I know, you know, the youth, they live for stuff like this. You know what I'm saying? When I mean the youth, I'm talking about like the teenagers, because they Not really sure. the ones that, you know, they the ones all, you know, picking the sides and doing all the, you know, the, the weird shit or whatever. But it's really unfortunate because when you really look at, when you look at all of these situations, we can name all of them. It all for me boils down to the same question: Why? Was it really that deep? The situation with 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 um young Dolph and seeing the young man who took his life, what for? Why was it really that deep? It was ill about King the Dolph Von situation. Si- is like you knew the niggas knew Dolph <laughs> exactly, like the King Von situation. Von, why did you have to just walk up to that man and hit him? I would say this. And Von uh, was wrong. Von was wrong. But listen that. though. But listen though. Okay, yeah. He was wrong, but that's what I'm saying. It's wise all across the board because okay, why did you hit him? You was wrong. Yeah. Him, wrong. Why did you respond with gunfire when it won't that type of now that, that we can go there next? Why did you respond with that when it was just two cats to have an issue brawling? Exactly. See, now granted, Vaughn was wrong, but I can understand why Vaughn did it because it's like I see you, it's up, nigga what's happening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just and in Von's mind, he's rationaling it, thinking, "Okay, I see him. I hit him. We all kind of brawl it out. Shit gets settled. We can move on from this. This ain't gonna probably go no further than you know. I see each other probably thumping every now and then. We'll just keep it in the street that way." But I think Von got the surprise of his life because homie pulled out the strap and just start blowing, trying to blow niggas away. <laughs> and he won. And, 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 and the sad thing about it, you wasn't even, you won't even getting hit on. I understand, you know, and, and, and it's crazy, man, because you hear everybody's different opinions. Oh, we had to protect the brand and this and that or whatever. But when it boils down to just plain violence like this, why? No, nothing is never that deep to, to, you know what I'm saying, to take that type, to me. To me, nothing is never really that deep to take that type of action. I ain't gonna I lie. agree with you. I, I might be you. in a situation where I get off on the motherfucker just the way he did. And that's just what it is. But I don't think I would ever resort to I gotta shoot somebody. Or, or, if any, or if anything, bro, I'm pulling out the strap and I'm shooting in the air for warning shots like, hey, yo, clear this shit the fuck up. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not about that. If, if anything, I think the main reason why he shot Vaughn was because he was beating because he was beating Ronda. He was beating Ronda's <laughs> motherfucking ass. I'm gonna just call it what it is. That was why he did it. Ronda was getting his ass beat. And he knew <laughs> just call it what it is. That's why he shot him. Oh, he man. shot him because he was whooping his ass. You know what I'm saying? Ronda was getting his ass beat. Hey man, he, listen, if you ever been, if you ever been, first of all, if you ain't never lost a fight. You ain't had too many. Oh, fights. I agree with you. You ain't found enough fights. <laughs> so, like, so everybody didn't. Everybody didn't got their ass with at least once. I know I have for sure. But still, though, he he was getting a hand to him. And, he was whooping his ass. It was just, and I think his man's looking at it like, bro. And I think his man's probably shot Bond in a panic. 
<laughs> Honestly, I don't even think he probably necessarily shot him to kill him per se. Yeah, I, I don't think really, he did. I think he shot him in a panic. But look, but look how quickly things escalated exactly. more because once you shot him, you get shot. It went somewhere and, and rightfully so, because you know, rightfully so. So now you sense <laughs> so now you so called trying to protect your brand, and now you got these guys trying to protect the it's just man, it, it, it to, this, bro. I don't to think rap. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the rap. Cause I was gonna wrap it up with this too. I think with that, like with the rap, the beat. Like you said, this all comes down to that beef shit. It don't really gotta go there all the time. It don't. It just don't have to go there. And I don't even mind people seeing each other that have a problem and want to fight or whatever the case may be. I'm not knocking that because sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Sometimes you know what I mean. As men, okay, let's find it out, deal with it, move on. It don't have to go no further than this, dog. You have a problem, you have a problem with you, we men. Let's go around the corner and we don't need no entourage and try to talk it out as men. But if you feel the need to want to, you know, hey, get your shit off for two, three minutes as men, do that. When it's over with, peace, peace. Go back and tell your crews, it's over with. Leave them dudes alone. Exactly. Sometimes and I'm it's a, that simple, man. No, I'm saying this is that simple sometimes, dog. And I'm going I'm, I'm to end it like this on my end. We talking about the state of hip hop. We talking about the dark cloud of hip hop X, Y, and Z. If somebody would ask me where do I feel like we should we should go to kind of you know turn this thing around, I don't think I would really have the answers. But I will say this: as far as a culture of people, I'm Talk talking about, about us. Absolutely, we have to stop fetishing and fantasizing violence and death. That 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 is, bro. There we it gotta is. stop it. Stop that shit, man. Cause that's really where at the end of the day, bro, that's what it is, bro. You hit the nail on the button, bro. Nail on the head, nail on the button, the whole grip. That's the problem. That's what right it is. There. So I guess so I guess that is the answer. Pretty much that is. <laughs> You're fantasizing and wanting to mimic some shit that you seen and you just said it perfectly, dog. That is what it is. That's it. And there not you go. To, not wanting to imitate and be a character. Be yourself, bro. That, <laughs> there you go. There you have it. You were, <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to say this, and we're going to really wrap it up. For all the cats out there that's in the streets and trying to do this and that, let me tell you something, man. You ain't showing the streets nothing new. The streets are seeing everything it could possibly see. Yeah, man. It's 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 more to life than what we put on the pedestal as a culture. I promise you, it is. I promise, bro. Get I the promise. fuck out the house. Take a flight. Go somewhere. Do something. Get around new people. Indulge and in, just do something. But I promise Man. you, I Talk promise you, it's Talk more to life than yeah. what we as black people and even as minorities put on the pedestal. Hey, what Melvin saying, baby boy, dog. All of you cats thinking what you're doing is something new and innovative in the street, man, it ain't nothing but a rerun to me. Yeah, that, that's all it is, man. And we out of here. <laughs> Audi, holla at y'all folks next time.